Yo, what's up? This is Derek. Look, bariatricbadass.com is where you need to go to get all the great resources you need. You have Sharice's blog, which is free. Tons and tons and tons of information that she's been writing over the course of the last, I don't know, she's had her blog for probably about three years now. Um, a lot of great, all bariatric related um, material. Plus, it's where she has her ebooks that she has written along with the programs that we have for sale. We have a special going on. Uh, on the programs this week, we have your bariatric, uh, bariatric, uh, <laughs> the bariatric mind reset. That is pretty much how to eat. That's just how to eat. Uh, educate you over it's it's education over function. So when I talk about education over function, you have um, programs, great program in the bariatric community, which is the pouch reset which is ridiculous, which is a clever way to sell more protein for bariatric eating. Um, <clears throat> that is function. That's all function. That's physical function. So the problem with having a functioning program versus not educating the person on what they're eating is the function is going to continue. We all have hang-ups, period, or else we wouldn't have regained. I, I think near probably 95% of everybody I have either pulled or asked to or asked to <laughs> or talked to, even non-bariatric patients, have regained in 2020. Education is everything. If you know what the fuck you're doing, the likelihood of you repeating your problem is a lot slim. It is more slim, depending on circumstances. You know. How on the hell did we know COVID was going to happen? We didn't. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, nothing like that ever happened. Nothing. Pandemic will never happen. We'll, have a, we'll never have a viral outbreak that'll take away our liberties. We'll never feel like our lives are in danger because of rioting. But look, look, look where we are. The one thing I believe that 2020 is a gift for me. 2020 has been a gift. I know it's been a tragic for many. I've lost three friends for so saying. I haven't endured a death in 2020. I have lost three. Two are uh, friends, or friends, family members, which I have made acquaintance with or I've spoke with, and one personal friend. So I know what it is. But from a personal growth idealism, 2020 has been the most eye-opening year of my life. I realized how weak I am, but I also realized how resilient, resilient and godlike I can become. Why? Because I'm fucking prepared for anything. Listener discretion advised. We're going there. Just throw out rants over. Listener discretion is advised. Do not go forward. With this podcast, if you are sensitive to, of course, vulgarity, I'll, I'll keep the vulgarity down to a minimum as I can. I'm a very passionate man. I'm going balls in right now. I'm very passionate about what is going on right now and a following who is suffering but afraid to reach out to us. So if you choose to unfollow me after that, after this podcast, okay, you do whatever you have to do, but just understand this is some, this is something you need to hear. A lot of people need to hear. It's very, very important. 2020 in a nutshell, 
is a great example of being prepared. How important it is to be prepared. So when you have 2020, what's the one thing you should have been prepared for? The number one thing you should put should have been prepared for other than your finances. Because unless you got $20,000 in the bank, $30,000 in the bank, you may prepare for 2020. If you lost a job. The number one thing that you should have been prepared for was the mental impact that the year 2020 did to your brain. Very important, very important you understand that not to this degree of 2020 of what's happening around us, if you're empath if you're empathetic at all, like me, then it's crushing. But even more so you need to learn to evolve through tragic times that's see if i was to come back you know i fucking gained 30 pounds 30 fucking pounds between what, what was it march then utah got hit with an earthquake on march 17th right after we got locked down not even a week after we got locked down utah got hit with a 6.6 earthquake horrifying i have ne i've never been in an earthquake before so to lock me down to close my gym to Make my wife go into a furlough. To have me grinding my fucking teeth so I lose two teeth because of what's going on. And then boom! Earthquake hits. Salt Lake City, Utah. The worst part about the earthquake was I was on the fucking toilet. Dropping bombs. Getting ready to get into the bathtub. So you, if you can imagine Derek with his freaking pants around his ankles. Sitting on the toilet. Looking at the bathtub. I think it was like 6, 6.50, 6.56 in the morning. Looking over the bathtub, God, that bathtub looked good. I even bath. Baths will put me down every time. Every time I love taking baths. So I was I did I, I was eyeballing that bathtub like it was my pleasure palace. I'm getting in the tub. <laughs> Boom! Fucking earthquake hits. Derek running out of the freaking bathroom with his pants around his ankles, screaming at the top of his lungs, because the earthquake is waking up Sharice, it's waking up my children, and everybody's freaking out. So if you can imagine the type of mental mind frame that I was in at that time. It was almost to the point. That's This is why here a couple weeks ago, I talked about what happened to me in June of 2020. And this is how important it is for me to be a deep thinker, to think, to analyze myself my, my 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 surroundings how openly and self-aware that i am to realize what was going on i slipped at that point when the when the pandemic started i was focused this sounds like this sounds like an excuse but guess who survived fucking suicide a suicide ideological mindset that was going to end my life for sharice go watch the video it explains to you why I was more concerned about with mentally being able to endure what was going on in the world at that point instead of looking at the fucking number on the scale. It's not an excuse, 
It's an explanation. So now, I'm here now to talk about it. To talk about how I lost it. To talk, to talk about why I gained it. And to talk about how you can avoid it. Going into the future. Because I don't think... That we'll never have something like this COVID-19 bullshit. Unless somebody secretly did it. And they're trying to lower... As all the conspiracies are saying, they're trying to lower the, Earth, the Earth's population. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But what I do know... Is that... Whenever you are in your life and you have certain circumstances where your brain is going to push you towards the fridge. There's a lot of serotonin in our gut. A lot. The majority of the serotonin in the body are in the gut. So, that's why eating large amounts of food or putting food into your mouth putting food into your belly can calm you down or can relax you or they can take you away from the madness I I, I I got put up in the hospital with my son because my son has epilepsy and I had to spend a week up in the hospital with my son here uh, not not last week but the week before I will, we I was prepared I was prepared for half of it I was prepared for half of it because of the meal prep that me and Cherise do. We prepare prepare three days at a time. We prepare three days at a time. We used to prepare uh, 24 hours at a time, but we started doing it three days at a time because, well, we just wanted to make sure we were prepared. Because if you're only preparing one day a week, you're preparing the night before, and you can prepare all you want. You can prepare good food. You got that following day all locked down. You're eating good food. What happens when... Uh, Derek gets put up in the hospital with his son because he has epilepsy. Now he's, now I'm subject to a hospital food for a week. So for three days, I was golden. I had my meal prep at the children's hospital for half the time I was there. So the other half, I was, I was forced to eat hospital food. What can you do, right? Nothing you can do about it. I ain't gonna leave the hospital. I can leave the hospital. They wouldn't let me leave. The COVID rules, they wouldn't let me leave. These are the things you need to be aware of moving forward. So how do you prepare for it? You break down everything that you are believing in your believing right now, and you start believing in your ability, believing in yourself to achieve it, to be able to achieve the self-awareness that you need to have in order to be able to dominate your fucking bariatric journey. It's not easy. You know, it's, it's, I'll put it to okay, it's so simple that it's seriously complex. And why it's so complex, why it's so simple is because it's a, it's a natural human function. It's, a, it's, it's natural for you to know right from wrong. It's natural for you to know not to stop at, at a McDonald's, or in my case, a Burger King, whop with cheese, my fucking weakness, or going home and making a tuna salad or something. Even home food. A tuna sandwich. A turkey sandwich. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You know right from wrong. You've been taught since you're a kid, don't eat this. Eat your vegetables. Don't eat the donut. Eat your vegetables. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. 
make sure you're getting out and getting exercise. This this concept that 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 Dr. Vong has put out, and I get it. I know the science behind why he's saying he's doing it or why his concept is even there, but it's fucking ridiculous. You don't. He doesn't look or he doesn't talk about the mental and actual physical impact, mental versus physical impact of exercise after weight loss surgery. Why are you obese in the first place? Ask yourself that. Either you're in love with food or you're done with tragedy. Bottom line, because of your habits. Your habits are the reason that you are, or have, were, water break, sorry, morbidly obese. So with that being said, what's the number one thing you need to do to fix the problem? Simple. Create good habits. Create good, productive, positive habits. And this is where we're rolling about what you're supposed to do next time. You have to deal with something that is like COVID, but not to the, de the degree of COVID. So say you get dumped by your spouse or your boyfriend or uh, a, a, a parent dies or a pet dies or you lose your job, whatever. You may, you know, it's it's natural for human being to have to, you know, when it comes to death, they have to mourn. You know, my dad is 81 years old. He went like balls in for COVID and Thanksgiving. Didn't give a fuck about who came over to his house. I haven't seen my dad all year long, all year. Because he was so afraid of COVID. Well, guess what? For Thanksgiving, he didn't care. <laughs> he wanted everybody to come over. So we did. And that's, I didn't want to. It made me sick the lemons there. But still. You need to be ready. So what's, what you need to start to consider is habit changing behavior. You know what to do. You just got to have the drive to do it. Fuck motivation. Stop worrying about motivation. I motivate people every single day. I got a group of, of loyal followers at about 20. Loyal followers who I motivate every day, who I hear from on a weekly basis, who I hear from sometimes daily about how motivating I am. But guess what? Some of them fall off the grid for quite some time. They'll follow me for six months. They'll talk to me every six months or multiple times in those six months. Then I won't hear from them. You know what that means? The motivation is fleeting. So I can only, you can only be motivated for so long, then it stops. Motivation gets you from point A to point B. Motivation will get you from point A to point B, but it won't move you past point B to point C to point D to point E. That's where your drive and your dedication to bettering yourself comes. I mean, I, 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 there, there are some people out there that this don't work with. People just don't want. They just want to be comfortable. And I, and I get it. I totally get it. The older you get, sometimes the older you just want to be comfortable. You want to be happy. A lot of people aren't really wor aren't really willing to work for their the, the, you know the end goal the the the, the, the crown the prize 
what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting in front of my gym right now. But I like sitting in my car because, you know what, my my podcast is pretty low budget. (laughs) So we don't have this big setup. We don't have a big studio setup. So I like doing it in my car because of the the acoustics in my car. Plus, the ringing on my keys. Habits, my friends. I got up this morning at 5 o'clock this morning. which is a habit on Saturday. Getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going and doing fasted cardio. Why do I do fast cardio? Okay, we're gonna go off script. We're gonna talk about why I'm doing fasted cardio. I do fasted cardio because whatever time you go to bed, say like last night I went to bed at 8.30. So from 8.30 to when I get up at five, I'm fasting. I'm not eating. There's no nutrients in my body. My body's all already absorbed that protein, those carbohydrates, those fats, and they're using them in my body. So I go and I exercise before I eat anything. I, you can drink water. Drink as much water as you want. But before you eat anything, you can get your ass into the gym. You could exercise. You do as much cardio as you possibly can. You do as much lifting as you possibly can. So... Say you spend two hours in the gym or even an hour is fine. Even 30 minutes is fine. So that time from when you went to bed at 8.30 at night to say go to the gym from 5 to 6 o'clock in the morning. So that's 10 hours of fasting. Well, in that 10 hours of fasting, you've burned 500 calories because you got your ass up and you went to the gym. Or you got your butt up and you went, to the, you, you went for a walk. Those calories... When the absence, you have the absence of nutrients in your body, those calories are going after other substances in your body. First thing they go after, which is the easiest, which is the most soluble, excuse me, soluble, is your body fat. But the way the body works, it only goes after your fat for so long. The more you push your body, the more it is, the more it is more focused. On needing that that energy, feeding feeding that 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 uh, depletion of the nutrients that is in your body. So if you're going in, like I was talking to a girl in the, in the, in the um, comments yesterday, in the bariatric food point recipe, I was talking to her about uh, it's 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 an illness that you can get if you overtrain. But I can I can promise you this: when I talk about overtraining, overtraining. And as a bariatric patient, impossible. That's why I will like go toe to toe with any fucking trainer in the bariatric community about them talking about overtraining. As a bariatric patient, if you are not conditioned to exercise without a rest for 45 minutes, then don't listen to anybody telling you that you are overtraining because it's bullshit. Overtraining like that will not only eat your muscle mass or drop your metabolism, you won't your body won't operate correctly. So when your metabolism drops, you lose the the, uh, ability to burn fat efficiently. And that's what happens when your your muscle mass gets depleted. That's That's why your clinics and your surgeon's plans are saying that you need to protein, 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 protein. Protein is the building blocks of muscle. 
That's how you build muscle. The more muscle mass you have, the higher your metabolism. That is why protein is so important. That's why when, you know, like I said, the surgeons preach protein. Because they know the more protein you get in, the more you sustain or maintain your current muscle mass, or you're increasing it, the more your fat is going to burn. So the more successful they're going to look. Makes 100% complete sense. <laughs> so if there's anything you can take away from this podcast, number one, be raw, be dedicated. If you want, if you want to change, if you want your your regain to go away, if you want to have a healthier, productive, fun life, you've got to focus on those needs. I want to be independently on my own. I don't want to have to punch the clock. I've been at my current job that I've been at right now for almost 16 years. Pays damn good money. But it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm doing what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm helping people. I love it. Plain and simple. Do what you love. And if you love going and getting comments like I got yesterday from the fitness post that I made in food bar- Bariatric Foodborne Recipe, that how nice people were for me giving them my my take on their problem. Can't put a dollar on that. Can't put a dollar fucking sign on that shit. Hell no. I love doing it. If they choose to, you know, buy our, our gear or they, <clears throat> uh, you know, get our dishes or sign up for the challenge group or whatever cool if not we do it regardless because we love doing it because it's, it's fun and our community fucking needs it okay be over obsessed about your progress that's all you got to do friends all right thank you for listening please like comment tell us how you feel share it reach out to your bariatric friends let them know hey the bariatric badass podcast is the bomb not for the sensitive ears though love you very much peace